Welcome to the Hallisey and Horn podcast, hosted by Matt Hallisey and Al Horn. This is the only entrepreneurial podcast that helps you take the most important step to finally achieving financial and personal freedom. What is that step? Well, it's the very next step you need to take. It doesn't matter whether you've started a business but aren't profitable, or you've only just now thought about starting a business for the first time. You can design your new life in just a short period of time. We both started multiple profitable businesses, and we're here to help you move closer to your goal of living the life that you've been dreaming of. The crazy thing is you don't need to be especially talented, experienced, smart, or even lucky to make this happen. You just have to take the first step that's in front of you. So grab a drink and join us while we discuss our own journeys from working for other people as employees to living our dream lifestyle as business owners. We share our successes, our failures, and the simple formula we've discovered to go from starting from nothing to having our own profitable business in just a short period of time. We're here to help you move closer to your goal of living the life that you've been dreaming of, but we're always scared to go after. Welcome to the Hallisey and Horn Podcast. All right, so today we're going to cover a topic that I never knew about. I, had a, I have a marketing background. I have an advertising background. And we're going to discuss a topic that I never even heard of, you know, 15 to 20 years after I stopped doing it, um, which is kind of crazy. I don't know. Maybe it existed back then. Maybe it didn't. But if you're going to be running a business and you're going to be crafting marketing messages and designing products and um, or programs or really whatever you're doing, you need to understand what an avatar is and you need to design your avatar. Now, I didn't know. The first time I heard this, I'm like, design your avatar. Like, isn't that that 3D movie in the jungle? I still have never seen the movie, by the way. Um, but what an avatar is, the reason you need to do this is when you, whenever you're creating, a, if you're creating a business or a product, you're not creating the business for yourself. You're creating it to solve a problem for a group of people, right? So if you have a painting service, it's like, okay, when do you, you know, what do you need? Who, is the, who are the people that are going to buy your services? Like, for example, the house two or three doors down from me, I can see it from here, uh, is getting their house bug bombed. So they have the big tenting over the house. <clears throat> so, you know, if somebody's going to be sitting here advertising for, you know, a tenting service, you know, they're usually not doing it for the homeowner. They're doing it for the insurance company, or maybe there's an escrow going through, and there was, you know, they did a pest inspection and it came back, there were termites and they have to bug bomb the house in order for the house to sell. So they're basically, you have this tent, you have this tenting service. And so you have to figure out who you're selling to. You could try selling to an individual homeowner, but that's probably not going to work. Most likely you're going to have your, the client that you're trying to sell to is either the pest insurance, the pest um, inspection company or the escrow company. Some, somebody like that. I'm not the home expert. Um, but the idea of an avatar is you want to create a, basically a very hyper-specific personality profile on who is it you're buying from. So for example, Al, you have a coaching service, right? Or co That's part of what I do. Business part coaching is do. part of what I do, but I'm, I'm a marketing strategist. A marketing, I do business that's what coaching I mean. yeah, that's what... and PR promotion. <clears throat> so <clears throat> so to, this, to this end, we could sit here and talk about like, you know, that could be theoretically, that could be a really broad area. If somebody says, well, who do you market to? You could go, well, anybody, any, anybody who's a business owner, 
<laughs> right? <laughs> That's a bit broad. Yeah. It's a bit broader. You know, I do sales, like kind of sales training. So you could say, who do you market to salespeople? But that really doesn't help out. If you just see an ad where it says, hey, if you're a business owner, I can help you make more money. I mean, that really is not going to be the most attractive ad in the world. But you actually designed your coaching and marketing service for a very specific like group of people. So if you can kind of talk about who, who it is that when you talk to, and I know you have an appointment later today, how do you decide whether the person that you're going to meet with is the right client for you? Mm. How, who are the people that you can help the most? Mm. Like kind of describe them a little bit. Like what are they, you know, how would you know that they're within kind of your target market and who's not in your target market? Well, that's a good question. And being that I'm a marketing strategist, I should have a good answer. Um, <clears throat> and I would say it depends. And I would say it, it, there's a number of factors. And I think anytime you're putting together this avatar, which I call the ideal client and or your market and or the, uh, the profile of your potential client and or who's going to give you money uh, in return for your services. Um, I, would, I, I wouldn't say what I do is entirely scientific in the sense that part of the reason that I have chosen a particular market, if you will, is has has something to do with my experience, okay? And if, you, if I look at my experience, it, it tells me that I'm most familiar and I understand the needs of a particular type of client in a particular sector or space, okay? So who would, and, if you could describe that a little bit, how would you... How would you break it down? So what spaces are you looking for? Right. Well, let me just tell you my background. First of all, I spent 25 plus years in IT. Okay. Got out of IT because it, it for a variety of reasons, uh, didn't want to work 70 hours a week. Didn't want to be on call 24 seven. Uh, didn't want to run a company with multiple employees with that kind of stress and overhead. And IT was changing at, of course, changing when I got started in it, but it was just becoming a different, different thing. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> so I decided at that point that I was going to go in a different direction. And that's when I started working on my PhD in psychology. And part of the reason I did that was because I had an arrangement with a university where I ran their uh, computer set, the computer uh, training center in return for the PhD courses and so forth. So it was a good trade for me, especially at that point in my life. Now, because I wanted to make a transition. This was about a year after 9-11. So, um, so after I got my PhD in psychology, I thought, well, gee, what am I going to do with this now? It wasn't a career move. It was just something that I wanted to do, okay? I've always been interested in psychology, always been interested in... Uh, metaphysics and uh, <clears throat> and all the isms, you know, uh, all my life, even when I was a little kid. So 
Uh, in fact, I almost went that direction. I was going to get a degree in psychology, but then I realized that that was a lifelong project. So I decided to get a degree in business instead with an emphasis in organizational behavior and all that good stuff. So business management. So when I started uh, 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 going down the path of being a life coach, okay, uh, I got involved in a number of different organizations, such as the San Diego Professional Coaches Alliance, et cetera, et cetera, and studying what does it take to be a life coach and blah, 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 and had some clients. And then I found out that uh, by being in these organizations that most of the client, most of the coaches, and there are so many different ones, believe me, it's, it's spread all over the place, coaches that you know, work with grief, coaches that work with people who are single, coaches that work with people who are confused, coaches that work with people for their careers. Anything you can think of, pretty much somebody could build coaching around it. And I found out uh, in volunteering for some of these organizations that support coaches that these coaches didn't know anything about marketing, really. And so basically they were spending 90% of their time managing a business that didn't exist. Okay. It was their passion, but they weren't making any money. So they were either being supported by their husband or they had a trust fund or uh, they had saved their money up uh, from corporate or whatever. And then they wanted to be a coach and were losing money as fast as possible. So I volunteered to be the marketing guy for a couple of these organizations to help them with their marketing. And then I found out that the coaches needed help with their marketing. And that's when I started to understand what was involved in coaches marketing themselves. And uh, <clears throat> so I started to focus on that instead. I decided that being a life coach wasn't really what I wanted to do. It's sort of like being a pseudo therapist without the <clears throat> license and I just didn't want to do it. So I decided I wanted to, this is sometime, you know, a couple of years later, I decided that what I wanted to focus on was, was a strategic, what I call strategic marketing. And uh, so <clears throat> since I had already been involved in that, in that arena, uh, I started to get some clients who were coaches that either wanted to take their business to the next level or get it started. And that's how I started helping coaches. And then over time, I realized that their coaches are part of a certain demographic, if you will, or a certain avatar, if you will. And that avatar was coaches, uh, 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 speakers, uh, motivational consultants, uh, trainers, et cetera, et cetera. It, 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 it just gradually expanded to uh, a particular uh, uh, demographic that I felt comfortable working with. In other words, I realized that if, some, if somebody has a business out there, they have a, say for example, a, a pizza business, they have a pizza restaurant. I don't know anything about restaurants except maybe how to order from the menu, right? So could I help them with their marketing strategy? From a general point of view, I guess I could. 
but do I really understand the nuts and bolts of what it takes to open and run a restaurant and get people in there sitting at the tables? No, not really. So uh, my point is this, that very often we choose the avatar in the space, the business space, that we're most familiar with, that we have the most experience or the most know-how, okay? Like you, you, you your, your, your focus is on helping people with sales. Well, that has part, part of that has to do with an MBA in marketing that you have. Part of that has to do with the experience that you, you've had in the corporate sector. Part of it has to do with your personality and what you like to do. And part of it has to do with your know-how in that, in that arena. So I'm just saying there's two sides to this coin, Matt. One is what you're familiar with, what you like to do, what you're good at, what you know about, okay? Uh, no, experience, okay? So that is part of the reason you focus on a particular avatar, okay? Now, the other side of the coin is if you're going to focus on that for those reasons, then you've got to say, okay, from a marketing point of view, if you're going to reach them with a message, the content is going to be relevant. You're going to address the pain points and, and, and the desires of the goals of that particular client or customer. Uh, you're going to be able to service them properly in terms of meeting their needs. You want to define even more carefully what the demographics are, if you will, or what the particular uh, 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 particular factors are that are going to help you to reach that avatar in a cost-effective way. And then you're going to put a strategy together to do that. And uh, that's when we start getting into the nuts and bolts and the science of getting clients or getting customers and, and doing that in the most cost-effective way possible. Okay. Yes. So, because what it boils down to is what does it cost you either to sell a product or get a client and how much are you going to make? Right. How much money are you going to make? So if it costs you a hundred dollars and you make 50, that's, that's called losing a little on each sale and making it up in volume, okay? That doesn't work, okay? So you need to put together a strategy and you need to execute on that strategy in such a way that you reach your goals. And the goals are being able to do something that is viable, sustainable, scalable, and is profitable. That's the bottom line. Everything works with that, okay? So if you're going to pick an avatar, which is I call your ideal client or your ideal customer, the reason you're doing that is so that you, so you can maximize the return on your investment in terms of time, energy, and money that you're putting into your marketing strategy to obtain that client. Or to, uh, to, or to sell that product, okay? How you do that then is your execution 
And the degree that you're going to be successful in that execution is going to determine whether you have a business or whether you have to go back to work for the bank or the corporate entity of some kind, if, assuming that's even viable, right? So I'm going to quit talking for a second unless you let you ask me some questions. And, and, and I hope I've been clear about this because I'm getting down to brass tacks here. Yeah. So and we want to keep it a little broad here for the for the purpose of the conversation. But like one of the things you had mentioned is you kind of as you got into doing the marketing, coaching and advising, <clears throat> you really started to narrow down from the really overly broad area of like, OK, I could really do this for anybody because I know a lot about marketing to people that were more coaches and, you know, kind of the smaller groups. And so in marketing, you, you in fact, you referred to it as, you know, we refer to it as a target market. So for example, when I worked in, in the ad agency, we would do te network television buys. And so we would look at target markets like 18 to 24, 20, well, 24 to 30, 25 to 34. That was uh, 18 to 49 is like the big consumer goods market. Uh, men or, you know, male or female, you could look at metro areas, states, what have you. Um, and even, even outside of that, I mean, you could look at things like, for example, if you, you know, your target market could be yoga teachers, your target market could be, um, I don't know, new, it could be new people that just moved to a new area. So they're based on basically, you know, who the person is from a demographic standpoint or, or like broad actions that they do. So if you move to San Diego and you do a post, you know, you, you um, update your mail, there's people that will send you that like packet of like coupons or whatever for everybody that moved in. So it could be somebody where it's a moving company or blinds or carpet or whatever. And so that's kind of their target market. But when we talk about an avatar, this is something that's very specific. I mean, hyper specific, and it actually takes time to work on it. And so you know, for me, when I was doing my sales, like I hate sales training because sales training is so boring, but it was like helping people be better at sales, right? Um, and really, you know, make a ton of sales without actually trying. Initially, I was trying to figure out my target market. And so I narrowed it down to, you know, I was trying to narrow it down to like financial planners, insurance agents, call center agents, telemarketers, uh, it could be product distributors, things like that. And that's great. And so I actually narrowed it down to, because I did a bunch of advertising and I tested out, you know, kind of who responded to what. And it, it turned out that insurance agents kind of won that. And so then I was like, all right, well, am I looking for an, you know, a 20 year old insurance agent or am I looking for a 70 year old insurance agent? And so I started to look at kind of what I was communicating and I realized, okay, it's going to be probably people in their twenties for the most part, maybe thirties. Um, it was mostly male, but I didn't really care. And those are my target market. But when I look at my avatar, I want to take a look. The idea of an avatar is instead of looking at what the person does from the outside, that's kind of your target market. You can see what the, how they behave and who they are. An avatar, you want to look at them from the inside. So you're kind of jumping inside of their head and looking at how they think of the world. So for example, like when I, when I did an avatar, and it really with an avatar, you want to get it so hyper-specific that you have an individual, one single, you know, kind of hypothetical individual in your head. And it gets to a point where the people that were showing me how to do this were like, you need to name the person, like actually come up with an individual name um, just to really firm it up. And so you can kind of always know exactly who you're dealing with. And so my avatar 
were people that were really honestly very frustrated. It was generally people like 20s and 30s. They either were on the back end of the housing crash from 2008. And I know we've talked about that a little bit lately. Um, or they've just been stuck. Like they, you know, they graduate from college. They try to get a job. It's hard getting a job. They're living with their parents. They have a bunch of student loan debt. And they just don't feel like there's any traction in their life. And so, you know, they spend a lot of time, honestly, playing video games because they don't have a job. They might have a part-time job. They might have a gig job. But they spend a lot of time on their own, especially during COVID. It's probably even more the case. Um, playing video games and they just are, you know, they go from a point where they're starting to feel down, like things aren't going to get better to a point where they start to get a little pissed off, you know, and then in the sense of this is they go to work at an insurance agency because the way they market to people to try to get agents. And I actually went through this process because I wanted to see what it looked like. Um, they basically promise you all the things that that you kind of have been told your whole life. They say, you know, or, you know, basically they promise you rather, they promise you the things that you kind of inherently want from where you're at. They don't, they want a job, but they don't want somebody who has a boss. It's kind of overbearing. They promise you unlimited income. They promise you that you don't have to stay in an office, you know, work out of the office the whole day. Um, and really, you know, kind of the freedom that you've kind of grown up with. And, so you get in there and you think, yeah, this is great. No problem. You get your license. And then you quickly find out that when you start telemarketing or, or knocking on doors or whatever it is that people just constantly give you a no and you get doors slammed in your face, you get phones hung up on you and you start to realize that you got sold a bill of goods the same way that like you were told that, you know, if you go to college and get a degree, it doesn't matter what degree you're going to get. You can get a degree in medieval Western you can get a degree in jousting and, and that degree itself is going to get you um, a high paying job. And then you realize that this just isn't working. And yet this one job or this one industry or whatever it is, is just another example of how, you know, you got the short end of the stick. And so then these people start to think they have to question, is it me or is it the company or is it the industry? And so they, you know, they have a choice to make. They can either, you know, take their license and go to another insurance agency and thinking, okay, maybe the problem is, you know, this company sucks or this, the insurance, you know, the products I sell are terrible. They go to another company and then they experience the same problem. And then they realize, well, it might be the industry or it might be me. And so then they come to a point where they're sitting here trying to figure out what do I do? Do I give up on this entirely? Or, you know, is there some other way to do this? Because everything they've been taught by their sales trainers in, that are in the company isn't working for them. And that's the avatar that I want. I wanted somebody who, you know, was pursuing a career. It wasn't like they wanted to be an insurance agent since they were eight years old, but it, you know, it's something that basically allowed them to have hope, something that allowed them to see positive momentum, something that allowed them to feel really optimistic about things that they could actually have momentum in their life. They can get in their own place. They can, you know, get a better girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. Usually it's a guy. So get a better girlfriend because they're not living in their parents' house. And, you know, they don't feel like they're being treated as a kid anymore. Cause if you live with your parents as an adult, I mean, let's be honest, they're going to give you chores and you're going to have their rules and, you know, probably have a bedtime and all that stuff. And they just don't want to do that. And so for me, it was like this sense of like, nothing's working. 
I'm going to give this one more shot. I need to, you know, I, I need to, I'm going to give one more shot, but I, I don't know what to do or where to go or who to listen to. And so my marketing is aimed at that, like kind of where that person is at that time. And so they're on their mobile phone a lot. I mean, all the advertising that I'll do is on a mobile because they're not going to be on a desktop. Like they're just not going to do that. Um, they play video games a lot. They're frustrated. They want an answer, but they feel like everything they've been told so far is a total has been the shaft, like has been wrong. And I don't want to say it's like on purposely wrong, but they're, they're really starting to be skeptical of anybody who's going to tell them, oh, you just need to work harder or you need to be better at your job or anything like that, where you're just criticizing them. And so my, that's kind of my avatar is somebody that's just like, I'm going to give one last shot. I, I want to, I think I can be successful. I want to be successful, but everything that I've been told so far has, has worked against me. Um, but I want to have that life that these people that like told me, you know, kind of told me what the job would be or what my lifestyle would be could actually be the case. And so it's hard to quantify. It's like, you can't say they're 18 to 24 years old. You can't say college degree or high school degree. You can't say male or female. You can't say zip code. Um, but it's this personality profile. It's almost like if you're an FBI profiler, it's like, how do you find the serial killer? You have to look at all these like unique things. And so for me, you know, I got to a point where it's like, I, I have this very, very hyper-specific idea of what this person's life is like from the inside, seeing it from their eyes outward. And it's only at that point that I can actually start doing my marketing. So then it's like, well, am I going to say, hey, I can help you make more money or make more sales? Well, that's not the problem they're having. The problem they're having is they don't believe anybody that's telling them anything. And if I tell them the same thing that they've been told by their sales trainer, or maybe they've read some books or went on YouTube and, and watched these guys on how to be better at insurance sales, if I tell them the same thing that they've been told, they're just not going to listen to me either. So I have to, you know, I'm going to come to it from a very different standpoint. And in fact, I'm going to kind of come and undercut everything that they've been told. And so the first thing that I tell them in intros, my intro video, when they click on the ad is everything that you've been told is a lie. <laughs> so this avatar kind of informs my marketing. It informs the pro like kind of the, the product or service that I, that I would sell them, um, and really it informs how I speak to them. Like I'm not going to speak to them with a shirt and tie and, you know, a suit on because that's what everybody else who's, who they don't trust looks like. And so if I look like the people they don't trust, they're inherently subconsciously not going to trust me. So this avatar really helps inform everything from how I dress to how I do my advertising, to how I do my products, to have the words I use, the language I use. Where I advertise makes a total, I mean, I'm not going to advert, like I'm not going to advertise in traditional areas um, and how I present myself. And so this avatar is really important because it really helps. It helps, it solves everything. It helps you market your product. It helps you develop your product. It helps you understand if you're not communicating, you'll know right away if you're not communicating to your target audience effectively, um, or if you're tripping up subconscious um, landmines for lack of a better word, that will make them not want to listen to you. Like if I, if I went in and I did my videos and I just was dressed like I was working on wall street, they're just not going to believe me. They don't, they, you know, that's not who they are. They wouldn't trust that anyway. But after listening to everybody else who does look like that, tell them something that eventually didn't work. Um, I would just be sabotaging myself. Plus it's like, I don't wear ties. It's California. Like nobody wears ties. So with that in mind, like what are some of the things with your business where, 
Like, what are some of the things that are going through their mind with your traditional, like your the best customers that you have, the ones that really want to work with you, the ones that get the most out of you or most out of working with you? What are some things that kind of go through their head that you would have to know? The only you would know, really, or only somebody that really is successful in being able to help them would know that informs how you market or, or kind of what the outcomes are that you help them get to? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, I would say most of the people out there in the, in the space that I'm in are, are marketing either one of two things. They're marketing uh, mindset. In other words, you're a coach or you're a speaker or you're a, uh, a consultant or you're a person that, that's uh, 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 created a, a product or whatever it is that, that, that you are and you're not being successful because you have the wrong mindset, okay? You've lost your passion or uh, you, you're just not all in it to win it. Uh, or, or any of that stuff. So what they're marketing is basically, hey, um, you're going to be part of our group and you're going to watch these videos and you're going to understand better uh, why it is that you're messed up in the head or you don't seem to have any motivation. Well, a lot of times they don't have the motivation and they're messed up in the head and they have the wrong mindset because they've been working at it for two or three years and they still can't pay the bills, Okay. Now, if they do get a client, they're extremely happy, but the client, uh, you know, it only stays for us. It doesn't stay forever. It stays for a period of time and then goes away for a variety of reasons. Either they need something that, 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 that they're, they're not getting, um, or they're going to a different level where that person that's, that, that is their coach, so to speak, um, doesn't have that level of expertise. Okay, so so they don't uh, they don't keep their clients forever and they have to get new clients and then they have to deal with the burnout. Okay, if they do get a lot of clients, it's typically a one to one situation and a Zoom call now. Okay, where they listen to their 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 client uh, talk for uh, uh, 49 minutes about how terrible everything is and why they're dealing with a bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with their business. <clears throat> this has my, been my experience. Um, but what they basically are selling to them is some kind of a, a mindset therapy or something where they're going to help them get it together. Okay, fine. The other, the other, uh, 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 the other part of it is they're selling some kind of marketing formula. Okay. They're like the guys that stand in there at the roulette wheel saying, you know, I'll sell you a formula to help you win at roulette or whatever. They're selling some kind of marketing formula that's packaged. Okay. And uh, again, <clears throat> the only way they're going to make money is by saying, okay, look, you need to go through our training, our, our learning experiential program and you'll be mentored and then you'll have a chance to, network with other people that are doing what you're doing and learn from them. And it's going to cost $10,000 and it's going to take a year, et cetera, et cetera. And so they sign up for that. Let's say they 
put 2000 down or they you know, go ask their parents for money or whatever, they, they get the money somehow, put it on their credit card. <clears throat> and then they, uh, you know, get into this program where they're watching the videos and they're doing the calls. And a year later, they find out they still aren't making any money and they've spent $10,000 and they're still not making any money. And, uh, uh, you know, both of the types of, uh, uh, of, of, of companies out there that do that make, a, depending on their marketing strategy, they can make very good money. And we're talking like the Tony Robbins and the, you know, people that specialize even in a, in a more narrow niche. Now, what I do is, is, is neither of those two things, okay? What I do is essentially partner with my client to help them develop a marketing strategy and implement and execute on that marketing strategy with campaigns and uh, with uh, in every way that I can help them to get clients and to build their business. So it's almost like a partnership, okay? And we talk marketing strategy. We talk. Uh, we talk avatars. We talk. Uh, we talk mindset. We talk execution. We talk how much are they investing? How are they investing the money? Et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And that's the difference between me and a lot of people out there now. Uh, you know, um, it, 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 it's a bit of a challenge to find, uh, it's a bit of a challenge to find a client that wants to go in like that, wants to be all in like that, okay? But, they, but they're out there. And I feel, this is what I focus on because this is what I feel is the most benefit to the client, okay? Um, so, uh that's kind of that's that's kind of what I do, and that's kind of the the client that I work with. Um, I don't know how much more uh, detail I want to go into on that. Well, I guess what I, what I my my main question is how does it inform your marketing for new potential clients? How does it inform your ability to retain clients, and mm -hmm. how does it inform? like the specific, not for lack of a better term, curriculum, but like what mm -hmm. you actually give them to provide a, a service that won't be like the one where they drop 10 Gs and they find out it doesn't work. I mean, you just, you just don't want to be another um, charred body on their path where they haven't been successful. So with that in mind, it's a great point. I mean, you, you brought in all the things on there, which lead to frustration. It leads to their motivation. It shows you a lot about where they're at. And it allows you to empathize with them and kind of see how they make decisions. What would make them not make a decision? What are they worried about? What, what spurs them on? What would make them spend money again? Specifically how, I guess, yeah, going back to it, how does it inform, like what are some things that knowing this, what are some things that you changed or adapted um, knowing this about them to either attract the, the right client, to retain the client you just signed up so that the recurring revenue um, or even maybe even change the type of program or, or the topics that you cover um, to, to make them successful for the first time? Mm. Well, 
it's a process, okay? The first thing I do is work with them to help them understand what is working for them now and what isn't working for them now, okay? So that we can, I, I don't wanna necessarily create something completely new for them. There are certain things that they're doing now that are working, but there are certain things that are doing now that, they're, that are not working. And we need to take a look at that and analyze that, okay? Uh, many, many, many of my clients are typically what I call talent. Okay, they're content creators. They're, they're, they, they're, they're, they're people that do a certain process. Okay, but they're not analytical, and they're not. Uh, they don't understand marketing. They don't understand sales. They don't understand what's involved in 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 promotion and reaching out, and so. We analyze what they're doing. We see what looks like it's working. And then we put together a strategy to improve that and get them to the next level. Okay. Which, which involves possibly a change in what they do and a change in the way that they do it. Now, my clients typically have two problems. Main problems. They either have no clients or they have too many clients. And the reason I say too many clients is a problem is because what they're doing for those clients is extremely time consuming and they burn out. So uh, part of my goal is to help them transform their business, so to speak, so that they're still working with clients on one-to-one, -one, but at a higher level. Okay, instead of $50 an hour, they're getting $500 an hour. So it makes sense for them to do that. And also to develop a one-to-many program where they may have, the client may only be paying $100, but they're spending an hour and they're dealing with 10 at a time. You see, so then it makes sense again. And then part of what I do is uh, help them to, to actually market themselves, okay? So I might promote them on Meetup. I might, I might contact traditional media. I might uh, get them as an expert guest on a variety of different podcasts where they can reach a bigger audience. And it takes time. And my program is basically a six-month program. So they need to commit to six months. And in those six months, we're going to look at their we're going to look at their business, what it is that they do. We're going to look at their marketing strategy. We're going to look at the way they execute that marketing strategy. Look at what they're capable of investing in that marketing strategy, and we're going to build a campaign. When we build that campaign, then we'll measure the results of that campaign, and if it works, then we'll add then we'll accelerate that campaign. So they get the coaching, they get the strategy, they get the campaign, and they get me helping them to promote and also helping, and, and they become a part of my network. So if there's a specific area where they can co-venture with somebody else, and I will help put the, that together for them. Because one of the best things, obviously, I mean, if you're, a po if you, you're running a podcast, or you're a coach, or you just came out with a book, uh, or whatever it is, okay, in your area, one of the best things you can do is get on a podcast that has millions of listeners, right? Or you can write a blog and somebody with a website that gets 10 million 
visits a month is recommending you. I mean, let's face it. Most people don't have the kind of money it takes to accelerate the awareness and build the audience that they need by their bootstraps. They need to co-venture with other people that have already, that see a benefit in bringing them into what they're doing and vice versa. Okay. So uh, it's a six month program. They get the coaching, they get the marketing strategy, which I have to, we build together as together with me looking at this type of stuff that they don't quite understand and me understanding what they do. So we develop the marketing strategy, we initiate a campaign, we measure the results and we determine what the ROI is. And if it makes sense, what makes what's best, okay, to get them to the next level, okay, and and meet their goals and and manifest their vision, I guess you could say, you know, create what it is that they want to create. Um, so there's a lot of research involved, and there's a lot of uh, 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 discussion, and uh, there's a lot of analysis. And then there's ultimately putting together the game plan, I guess you could say, and uh, and executing on that. Yeah, and so that's I think that's a really good example. So you have somebody who, you know, before you just puts together a cookie cutter. Maybe there it's one of these people that has, you know, millions of viewers and tons of clients, and they have prepackaged, you know, kind of microwave food type, you know, microwave popcorn. Stick it in the microwave put on for two minutes and you have popcorn type program where, and it doesn't work for them because you can't design a custom program. If you're selling, let's say you're one of these people like Tony Robbins or Jeff Walker or, or Evan Pagan or anything like that, where you're selling, you know, let's say you sell 50,000 programs to somebody, you can't customize them to anybody, but somebody like you, on the other hand, can take somebody that had this prepackaged program. They sold them that didn't work. They didn't really have any handholding. And it was really kind of, you know, their success was based on how well they executed this, this cookie cutter plan. And you knowing that you create a program where you're going to do something totally different. Look, there's going to be the time frames different. You're going to need a six month. We're going to do six months here. We're going to, we're not going to have um, an Ikea business where, you know, start the program and two weeks later you have a profitable business. It doesn't work like that. You know, you have to undo some of the teaching they've had. You have to look at specifics they have and, and find those bottlenecks, find the areas that they need to improve on. Maybe it's mindset, maybe it's execution, maybe it's a lack of experience, uh, maybe it's impatience, could be anything. But I think that like the way you described it definitely seemed to inform kind of how you designed your product and, and who you're looking for mm-hmm. um, in that side. So anybody that's out there, if, you're, if you have a business that's struggling or you're starting a new business and you know, you haven't really even got to the point of struggling yet. Well, you will struggle. Um, understand that your avatar solves a lot of your problems. If you if you put up advertising, like when I first did advertising and I really didn't get a whole lot of results, this was before I did my avatar. And then as I developed my avatar, I looked at my advertising and I quickly realized and I had to say to myself, like, I wouldn't click on that ad if it were me knowing this, knowing the person that I'm, I want to have as a client um, and kind of how they see the world. I wouldn't, I wouldn't click on it either. <laughs> and it really helped, you know, shape the way that I would look at and decide, will this person click on my ad in their frame of mind, how they're thinking, um, you know, what kind of program 
would I want to design for them? How would, how would they even want to come on board? I mean, for me, I initially just said, I'm going to give a free, you know, if you sign up for this program, it was a, it was a digital program and I walk you through things. I'm going to give you um, a free coaching session or, you know, where I, where I take kind of where you're at and I want to help you point you in the direction on what to focus on or how to do it. And I really want to help them mentally get past the bottleneck. I mean, that's really the goal of it. It's not, it's not a hook to try to get them into a bigger program. I want them to experience that it, within a half hour or an hour, I can get them past the bottleneck. So it's a proof of concept for them. And then at that point, it really forms my upsell to them, which is the coaching program, the one-on-one coaching program with them, where I actually design um, a very specific program just for them. So this program doesn't work for anybody else. It wasn't meant for anybody else. And that's the high ticket item that I would make. Um, and it helps, it helps with marketing. It helps them getting on board the first time it helps with retention. And in, and in the end, it's not about money for me. I feel like this is the best thing. If I had somebody that was helping me, this is what I would want them to do for me. Um, and I can't just, you know, replicate a cookie cutter style. If they, if they said, Hey, I want to refer six of my friends. I don't say, okay, this is, here's the program that I made for you. Just here, I'm going to sell that same program to your six friends that absolutely not. I would want to design, meet with all six of those individually and then figure out, you know, what the program would look like. Is it longer? Is yeah. it shorter? And what to focus on? So as, as people that are looking at a business out there, it's never talked about in marketing school. I was never taught it. I know you probably were never taught it in school about avatars, but it's the secret to where you can really help diagnose problems that you have. If people aren't clicking on your ads, it almost always goes back to your avatar, Right. Um, if people aren't signing up, but like they'll buy your product and then your, your, your tripwire or whatever it is, and then they don't sign up for your bigger product. It's why if they don't retain, if you're not being retained as on it, then there's something missing on it. That's based on your avatar. And if they sign up for your big program, but yet they're not successful, and this doesn't really necessarily impact a huge financial thing on our side. But if they're not successful, it's usually because something in the avatar got missed. So, mm-hmm. so with that being said, you know, just think about that. If you have any questions, reach out to us. I would, you know, I personally, I know Al would as well, love to be able to help you on that. Um, but an avatar is kind of the one thing that's never really talked about in marketing school. You could spend four years for a marketing degree and never learn this stuff, but yet learn it in 40 minutes during a podcast today. Um, but think about it, folks. It. If you have any questions on how to develop your avatar, we'd both love to help. You can reach out to me or Al, whichever you feel comfortable with. Our contact information is in the show notes. So with that being said, we're going to uh, sign off for today. My name is Matt. And I'm Al. And we'll see you tomorrow. All right. Adios. Thank you for joining us today on the Halcyon Horn podcast. You've just taken the crucial step to finally take control of where your life is going by joining us on the road to entrepreneurship. The path to your new amazing destiny has only just begun. You're already ahead of 99% of the people around you because you're finally taking control of your life and making the choice to claim your new destiny. We'd love to help you in any way we can along your journey. So take a minute to reach out to us. You'll find our contact information in the show notes. And while you're there, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you get notified as soon as the newest episode drops. And if you haven't yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, what are you waiting for? Don't wait. Do it now. Can't wait to meet up for our next episode. 
and we'll see you soon.